there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. BatSecretMedia.com Gamers, welcome to the Secret Levels Podcast. On this week's episode, we play with our itsy bitsy teeny weeny micro machines. I'm player one, Daddy's Bench Toby. I am player two, Orange Droplet Goobs. This is a retro video game review show where we go over one game per episode. We go over the history, the story, the gameplay, some fun facts, and then we go right to the rage meter. Like, do you want to do a ramp of micro machines right into your anus? <laughs> Make sure to lube up because they're heading down the speedway right to the brown town. Good thing those are small. Well, yeah, you can get it's bigger. You can go eventually to Hot Wheels. <laughs> well, after we rage, goobs, we slow down our micro machines, and we give a 1 to 10 overall rating of what we think of this game. Why 1 to 10, Goobs? Because we're just simple thick boys, Toby. Micro thick boys! <laughs> so, Goobs, you pick the game that we're going to be discussing today. Which game did we pick? I picked Micro Machines on Super Nintendo. You have experience with this game. I have lots of experience with this game. It's a game I played at Nanny Froggy's all the time with my cousins. Oh, it's a Nanny Froggy game. It's a Nanny Froggy special. Oh, that's sweet. The only experience I have are with the actual micro machine cars. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I never played this game. Uh, I may have seen. Do you have a favorite set before we get oh, into it? I had so many Hot Wheels and, and Matchbox cars. And so I, I would get the, all the sets confused, but I know I had a bunch of. Micro machines. I meant like a playset. Oh, a playset. You know what? I didn't really have a bunch of the the playsets growing up. Um, was there like a firehouse? Again, you're, I'm gonna get it mixed up with. Hot- it was kind of a firehouse one. Like I had a tank one that opened up to a big battlefield. Oh, that's cool. That was fucking sick, and it had like shooting things on it. Yeah. There's the airplane, of course, jumbo jet. There's the the van, the classic van that opens up to a whole city. And they had all the little city parts that just clicked together. You can make your own little town. Right. I, I do vaguely remember that, but I don't remember owning any sets myself. Like, I had a bunch of 
cars. I had the. <laughs> did you ever have the the carpet thing that had the road ma- map on it? Kind of. Oh, everyone had the carpet thing if you were into cars. Yeah, I, I had one of those playing with your one. dinky on the nice road carpet. <laughs> dinky uh, car, of course. But yeah, uh, I mean, I don't remember any sets specifically, but I'm sure I'm. I had a bunch. Uh, what did you say your favorite was? Oh, probably that tank. Well, I had some Star Wars ones that were pretty cool too. They had a lot of license shit. Oh yeah, they did. And we'll talk about that in fun facts because I got some history on micro machines that'll be a little fun to talk about. Before we get there, we gotta get right into the deeds, Toby. This game was released in 1994. It was developed by Codemasters. It was published by Ocean Software. Again, we did play the Super Nintendo version. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. But it was released first on the NES in 1991. It also got a port to the Sega Master System, the Mega Drive, the Game Gear, the MS-DOS, CDI, Game Boy, along with reboot ports on the PS2, GameCube, Xbox, Game Boy Advance... Oh, I feel like there's one more thing. I just can't ever remember. Oh, fuck. What is I it? I should write it down. I know what it is. It's the motherfucking Amiga. Amiga from Commodore, the computer for the creative mind. <laughs> there was an Amiga version. That's right. Now, this game is one to four players using a four-player adapter or using the four-player feature on two controllers. Yeah. See, I was telling you about that. You were telling me about that, and we'll talk more about it here in a little while, because it's ridiculous. It's fucking wacky, man. <laughs> talk about you want to kick someone's fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. So, this is a top-down racing game, and there's a story, Goobs. <laughs> Cue cake. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Micro-engines pumping and thumping in time. <laughs> That's it. There's no story. It's a racing game. <laughs> and that was story time with Toby. <laughs> yeah, there's no story at all, which is kind of a shame because... Oh, you don't need a story where you can carry around fun in your pocket. Just whip out your micro and show everyone. <laughs> well, this is what I... Was, Machine. This is what I think. You're, the whole game is like a kid's setting. Like, it's a kid's imagination. You're racing on, you know... Tables and that's how you would play with these, right? So why couldn't there be some kind of like a kid making a story? Yeah, because there's kids in the game you play as. So why can't they be like, oh, they're racing around? They have this tournament. It doesn't have to be a good story. No, no, but there could have just been a little bit of meat on that bone uh, instead of nothing. <laughs> Again, Toby, it's micro. There's not much meat on the bone. <laughs> So this is this is the running joke for this show. Yeah, <laughs> small dick jokes. This game should take around two to three hours to complete. Speedrun.com has a record set on the Super Nintendo by Mix Master PJ of one hour and eight minutes and thirty nine seconds. There are only two runs posted for the Super Nintendo version, so you don't have to do much to get a record. People just beat no. the game. If you memorize it, it doesn't take too long. I mean, it still sounds like you have to waste an hour. <laughs> to oh, yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah, the speed runs about an hour or so. Yeah. Uh, well, how about we move on into the gameplay? Hell yeah, let's drift right into the gameplay. Whoops, off the map. Ah! 
This is an overhead racing game, so the controls are a little bit different. So instead of, like, turning with left and right like you normally would, you actually rotate the car clockwise and counterclockwise. So, like, the screen doesn't rotate with you. No, you turn within the screen. The B button is to accelerate, and Y is used to brake, or if you hold it, it's to reverse. <laughs> yeah, like the brake fucking even works on this game. <laughs> right? It's what I thought, too. I, I was like, am I hitting the right button? Like, Because sometimes I'm just like, oh, shit, off the map I go. <laughs> also, when you drive the tank to shoot the shells, it's Y and B at the same time. So you press both those buttons and you'll shoot the little missile shell things. Let's go ahead and talk about the two-player mode on one controller. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right to the elephant in the room. It's funky. Now, you can you physically have to sit close to someone and You have to sit right beside each other, like almost as you're facing each other, <laughs> but you always also have to watch the TV. So you're going to get a strained neck by doing this, or a fucked up back. Yeah. Did you ever play like this, first off? Yes. I had a bunch of cousins. Oh, shit. Did, now, did y'all it's do the two-player or four-player? We've done four-player. Oh, that's miserable. Especially when you're playing on an old CRT TV. No, I didn't think about that. Like, just how... <laughs> not as how big. How like, small it was, yeah. right? You're playing on, like, a 24-inch TV. Oh man! Yeah, I think it was twenty four. It was it was the, the television that was in the kitchen <laughs> that we always played on. So it was just like you're watching these little fucking screens and just uh, facing each other, trying to watch it and just holding on to the controller. That's miserable. So player one would would <laughs> I, player one would hold the D pad part of the controller. Yeah, and the other player would have the buttons. Right. So up and down will rotate the car while the L shoulder button is to use brake Gas. or reverse. No, it's it's brake and reverse. Oh, okay. It automatically goes, I think. Because there is well, it's no, been a while since I've done this. Yeah, it I didn't get a chance to do it myself, but from what I understood, it automatically would go. Jenny B wouldn't fucking do this with me, so share us to Jenny B. <laughs> Uh, and then player two would use B and Y to rotate the car, and A or X uh, also would work to rotate the car. And R would be your brake reverse. Right. Now, the same is for player three and four on the second controller. And the manual has a note that player two on one controller can press A and Y to fire the tank, but player one can't fire at all. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> but it makes sense because, you know, you can't... How the D-pads were, it wasn't like a button. You know, like like the other side, it is a specific button that you can press two down at the same time. Yeah. So, like, you couldn't press left and right at the same time like you could on, you know, pressing, like, Y and A at the same time. Anyways, yeah. They tried uh, to do something cool. You know what? I, I do appreciate that because, like, if you didn't have two controllers at the, at one time, or like you said, if you had four people that wanted to play it but you didn't have an adapter, they tried. Let's just make it miserable for everyone. <laughs> We're, Instead of taking turns and having fun, let's just make this a bunch of shit. <laughs> right. So, at the title screen, when you start this game, you press start, and this will give you the opportunity to pick one to four players. If you pick the one-player mode, you get two options. You get the head-to-head -head or challenge. 
Now, two-player and, and on has like a tournament mode and a single race mode. Again, I didn't play either one of those because I was by myself. And so were you this, this time around. Yes. So the head-to-head mode is one versus one, at least in single-player mode. Again, don't have two-player experience. The player that gets further ahead gets a point. Yeah, there was like a stack of uh, colors, blue or red dots on the one side of the screen. Yes. And you pretty much got to outrun and outrace your opponent, knock them back off the screen while you continue to progress forward, and then that's it. They're knocked out. So you, you play back and forth. So if you're really good at like one section of a track, you can catch up and smoke the opponent. But then again, if you suck at it later on in the section of the same track, you can get fucked over pretty easily. Yeah, there's eight dots on the left-hand side, and like you said, half are red, half are blue. And it's more like a tug-of-war for the dots. So if you get ahead, you'll get one of the uh, blue dots, and then it'll turn red. And once you get all eight dots as your color, that's how you win the race. Now, you can also win it, if if you're going back and forth, you can win it by actually finishing the race first. So it's three laps. If you still haven't won the tug of war for the dots, uh, you can win it just as a normal. Oh, race. you're just trying to shove your opponent off the track because you can easily do that. Yeah, all, again, like you said, all you have to do is out outrun them and get ahead of them, and when they fall off the the backside of the screen because you know your camera is. Oh shit! Them. You fell off the backside. <laughs> That's how you get your point. So yeah, um, I didn't like this mode too much. I appreciated it that it was there and that there was something different. It just was too stop and go for me. Cause like you would just be getting into the race and then you'd get ahead and you'd have to stop because every point it stops and resets. So there's a lot of stop and go, especially if you're pretty decent at that track or the other way around. If you're getting smoked, it's constantly stopping and resetting it for you. But, but that's nice because you get a chance to catch up, I guess. I guess. There's some, like, uh, courses even now that I'll get fucking smoked on. But then again, I'm really good at other ones, so. Yeah. Now, challenge mode is basically the main actual racing mode. You don't get to choose the car or the track you, you race on. It has an order. But there are a total of 28 tracks on eight different environments, and you'll get eight different micro-machine vehicles to race in. You also have 11 characters to pick from, and you got to beat them all. You got to knock them out of the race. Because every few rounds, when you win so many races. Got to beat them all, micro machines. <laughs> every few rounds, you have to pick one of, the, one of the racers to eliminate from the race. As long as you're finishing first and second, you're, you're going to be fine. If, you, if it's third or fourth, you have to redo that race. Uh, and then, like I said, you knock off one of the racers who's whoever got fourth and then you pick a new racer which i didn't understand i don't i didn't like that there's a strategy to that as well you want to take out the ones that are higher ranked first oh i didn't realize they were different ranks yeah no no some are like a lot but like the ai is much better and then uh but it gets harder as the game progresses as well well the tracks get harder right so you want to take on the easier racers so you got to pick a uh, Pick accordingly. You want to knock out the harder ones first. Oh, see, I was just picking by goofy names. <laughs> like that's that's where I was I was going with my my decision making of who was going to be in the races. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, do you want to go over the characters real quick, Goobs? Yeah, well, it's character time with Goobs. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, we got the badass uh, retro man here. He looks like he's right out of fucking Greece. We got Spider. Spider is just so cool. He's the the kind of guy that takes calculated risks and never breaks a sweat. Spider is considered to be the best of the characters. Eat his dust. So you definitely want to take him out first in this cool fucking hairdo. Because <laughs> if you do, he's going to take your car and your date. And then we got uh, Mike next. This is Mike's first try in Micro Machines Racing. He used to concentrate on scuba diving in the bathtub. Now he knows his way to the top. He's prepared to take risks. Don't count him out of any race, especially the boat races. He loves some good motorboat action. And he can easily, uh, with his early training, keeps him, into, keeps him in top contention. So that reminds me of someone I know. Oh, yeah? Who? He's always in the bathtub. <laughs> I don't have any clue who you're talking about. The next racer we have is Walter. Walter is a very cautious driver. Recent problems with his parents have kept him out of any kind of racing for the last two weeks. What the fuck did Walter do? <laughs> no micro machines for you, Walter. Put them back in your pocket. Now Walter's back, but he has to take it easy for a while after his recent trouble. He's sure that slow and steady will win the race. You'll never find him blowing out in, in a 360. You don't think Walter was showing his micro too much? Got caught. No. Pulling out his he micro. got caught. Maybe uh, Cherry caught him, our next racer. Oh, Cherry. Cherry is blonde and beautiful, but watch out for that temper tantrums. She doesn't like losing. The last time she lost, the winner spent the next two weeks lying about how he got a black eye. She's mean. She's very mean. That's not a nice person. No. <laughs> she, you beat her in a race and she punches you in the face? <laughs> kind of douche does that? <laughs> um, people that, uh... People that are probably named Joel will act like that, Toby. Oh, yeah? Joel's a spoiled brat who will push and shove his way to the front. Watch out for him in risky areas on each track. Joel's favorite tactic is to wait behind you on the fast corners and push his opponent into the barrier or over the edge onto the outside. So this guy's just going to kill you. What's with all these cheap shot motherfuckers and shit, just shitty situations? Like, none of these kids seem like... Good kids. Fuck all these kids. No, so they're far. a bunch of assholes. It's, it's like a lot of the kids from the Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, we got Bonnie. Bonnie's cute appearance, Belly's her fast driving experience, and incredible skill. Her early childhood was spent specializing in demolition derbies. She has switched to a less destructive kind of racing now, but she still has habits due to this past. So she'll still take you out. Jesus. Just like Dwayne. Dwayne is the wild card. He's very unpredictable on and off the track. Lunatic or genius? We don't really know. Watch out for Dwayne close to the end of the race. He keeps his strength for the finish. It will take merciless advantage of you any minor slip you make. So he just comes right in and he'll finish you off. These motherfuckers <laughs> do not like any of these characters. See, this is the real story here. <laughs> yeah. Got a bunch of assholes driving cars. And the next character is Chen. Chen never gives anything away. He's a pitcher of poker face perfection. His history is shrouded in mystery. His friends believe him to be in contact with mystic eastern powers. His enemies believe him to be a clever cheat. Uh, I'm not touching that one. No, not at all. <laughs> not hey, at all. I'm just reading this off the off the good old uh, GameFAQs webpage. The next racer is Annie. Annie looks so sweet and defenseless. That just hides her vicious driving style. Annie is cool and calculating. She waits her last chance to strike 
like a snake. Ooh, your favorite, Toby. Nope, nope, I like her even less. If you see Annie in your rear mirror, watch out. Second to last, we got Jethro. Jethro is very experienced and constantly varies his driving style to produce a surprise win just when you least suspect it. Jethro loves the tanks the best. Of course he does. And would rather uh, that everyone else is in front of him so he just blow them all away. <laughs> See, he's a homicidal person. Good fucking grief. These kids don't have a chance growing up with normal lives. We got one more, right? Yeah, Emilio. Please be okay, Emilio. You gotta be the, the saving grace of this this ragtag group of children. <laughs> well, we'll see. Emilio will do anything to win. He's sneaky, and though he's never been caught, we're sure that he cheats. Fucker. Another sore loser. Under that competitive, aggressive, sneaky facade, Emilio is a dirty, low-down, mean kind of guy who considers no tactic too low. So pretty much pick your favorite asshole. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Who did you race with, Toby? I, I was Spider, <laughs> just because, you know, he's got the cool jacket and the hair. I was Joel. Joel? Mm, okay. He looked like a punk character. <laughs> I think it said, like, you suck or something on his shirt. That's funny. Yeah, these kids are terrible. Well, each race that you do in this main, like, story arc thing has four of the racers. So you pick your racer, and then you pick the three that you want to compete against. And like I said, every couple of rounds, you knock one of the racers out of the race, and then you pick someone else to take their spot. All the vehicles will be the same on that particular track. They'll just be different colors. You don't even get to pick your own fucking color. You just, no. you always, you're always yellow. Well, unless you're playing with more people. Right. The other three vehicles are red, blue, and green. Now, real quick, the different vehicles that you're going to be driving, because there's no way we're going to go over all 28 levels. <laughs> we're just going to go over... No, we can talk briefly about the the vehicles and the levels they represent. Yes, yes, because you will get the same themed level a couple of times for each one. So, Which is fine. At least it changes it up, and when you're doing the challenge mode... You, you don't go right back to that level right away. You play some other ones in between. Yes. So there's eight different environments. So that means there's eight different vehicles. What are the eight different vehicles, Goob? Yeah, you got a Jeep, which represents the breakfast table. So when you race on the breakfast table, there'll be different things, such as uh, milk on the ground, which will slow you down, or kind of like an oil slick kind of thing. Yeah, there's orange droplets of orange juice or just marmalade or whatever the fuck it is. And there's like waffles and there's jumps of cereal all over the fucking place. Bowls of cereal as well. There's a whole bunch of stuff. There's uh, cereal boxes that you can kind of like drive over. <laughs> kind of like Yeah, ramp bridge. off of. Or smash into the side of and miss it completely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> then you have to reverse. Oh, God, I hate it so much. The outline on this track is the Cheerios from the cereal, so, like, the entire track is outlined with... Yeah, when you run over them, your car even bounces and shit, too. Yeah. Now, the next vehicle you can drive is the sports car. It's a nice little, like, kind of looks like a Corvette or something, where you race with the sports cars in the classroom. So you're pretty much driving on a desk surface. There's just racers all over the place. There's rulers you got to use to de get desk to desk. And there's just other like pencils and pencil shavings, pencil sh uh, sharpeners, all sorts of shit lying around. Yeah, books. Uh, there's ink spills. There's planners and folders that you can drive over. It's funny because there's like little like notepads and you can see that there's stuff written on them. I, I didn't get a chance to see what they say, but there's stuff yeah, written on them. Yeah, you're going too fast or paying too much attention to what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, the ruler bridges and sometimes the rulers are set up sideways to like make you ramp. 
or something that come to a complete stop. You picked the wrong ruler. Yes. Oh fuck. Uh, also, this one has some of the book jumps, so <laughs> you got to make sure you're lined up perfectly and have enough speed to to clear the the gaps in the table from table to table. And also, this level's outlined in what in white chalk, so the whole course is just a white chalk outline. One thing to do good in this is theming. Yes. Yeah, the theming is awesome in, in all these levels. So next, we got a big, big beefy bastards. We got the warriors. So these are pretty much like souped-up cars with like spiky front bumpers. They're just thick, heavy guys. And they're a place where he races the garage. Or daddy's workbench, as Toby likes to call it. <laughs> we were in chat, and I was like, what kind of fucking daddy's workbench is this? Because, uh... There's some questionable things in here in this, uh, on this workbench. Yeah, look at this fucking semen on the table. <laughs> it's, come on, it's supposed to be super glue, but... It's everywhere. Yeah, and, and there's super glue containers <laughs> that look like they're all squeezed out and stuff. Uh, it just, yeah. Yeah, there's nuts and bolts, there's oil, of course. There's, there's... Screws. Nails, fuses, pencils. Oh, the fuses, these little fucking things. Yeah. Yeah, and then the little spike car, like you're saying, you can actually bump into your opponents in this one and, and make their car blow up. Yeah, if you you both blow up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Pissed you get ran from behind. It's like boom, blowing up. I'm like shit. <laughs> Thank God it doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> you get hit by a heavier vehicle behind you and just explode. Both of you explode. <laughs> <laughs> boom. The next vehicle we have is the turbo wheels. And that's just like a doom buggy kind of thing, and you can play with them in the sandbox. Fuck the sandbox. I'm saying it now. Yeah, sandbox is one of my least favorite. You go way too fast, and there's so much open space and fucking rocks everywhere. We just fly all over the goddamn map, and you'll just smash into something. Oh, key note here, while we're talking about the races and stuff like that, uh, you don't really need to stay within the lines so much when you're racing this game. You can kind of cut outside for a little bit, as long as you don't stay out too long, you'll be fine. Yeah, if you don't try to cut the course in half and cheat that way, because it will make you explode if you do. You can cut corners, though. Right. Yeah, you don't have to stay in the lines perfectly. Uh, but you're taking a risk, because sometimes you got to go between a shovel and a rock in order to shoot through. You could get stuck, but you can... You can uh, risk it to win it all. Yeah. This one also has those little sand dunes. They're, they're just kind of like little bumps, sand bumps. Yeah, but they'll set you, they'll send your car like on a different fucking angle. Yeah, so if you're trying to turn and you hit one of those, like it'll make you bounce and it sucks. <laughs> and there's also little wooden bridges over water and uh, like I said, the sand castle shovel thing. So uh, this one's just outlined in, uh, yeah, it's just got the outline that someone got like a stick or something and drew it in the... Or use their micro. Yeah. <laughs> use their micro to dig out the track. <laughs> the next uh, car we have is the Formula One. And you race on a pool table. High stakes, man. This is my favorite level. Pool table is fucking fun. Yeah. Once you get the hang of it, it's so great. You have to go like, you drive on the course, it's course... Bleh, you drive on the course, and they use like chalk outline pretty much, like a pool chalk. Yeah. You can drive up playing cards and get on there. They have uh, pool cues also to block off part of the track. It's cool because you also drive on the outside of the the, the pool table, like where the, like the wood grain part would be, where the holes yep. are. And then in some parts of, of the race, you actually go into the pockets and you'll pop out the other side of the pool table somewhere. Yeah, which is so cool. Yeah, I, I really thought that was that was pretty pretty cool. Now up next, we've got the power boats. 
You're racing in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. There's rubber duckies here. There's bubbles around. There's an anal tube. A butt tube? I, I, yeah, we gotta figure out what this is. There's a, a tube that you drive through. There's like a like a, a tube that you use for like for vents or something. It's like I don't know. It's like a tube with like plastic tube with ridges on it. This is not something you keep in your bathtub unless you're having some fun with your micros. I, 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 Micro yeah. machines. I I don't know what that is and why it's in this bathtub, but it certainly is. Every time like. Because sometimes I repeat, like, okay, duck, whirlpool, because there's a whirlpool there. Yeah. <laughs> like, soap jump, butt tube. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have shampoo bottles and shit in the water. Yeah. Like, why, what, I don't even know what the fuck this is. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whirl, the whirlpool is kind of weird. I mean, it makes sense for, like, a water level, but it's weird, like, maybe that's where the drain is. That makes more sense. Yeah, because it's at the bottom of the level, so it could be where the drain that, is. Okay, okay, I was gonna say that doesn't make sense, but that could make sense, but if there's multiple whirlpools, that's a little different, well, but... Oh, it might be one of those fancy bathtubs. Oh, ho, ho. this level's outlined in bubbles, so I thought that was pretty cool. And you can't like and the, you get caught up on the bubbles too. Yeah, yeah, you really can. Oh uh, yeah, that's the bathtub. So we're gonna take to the sky next and jump in our choppers. Yeah. And uh, you're flying around the garden with bushes everywhere and sprinklers shooting water at you. Yeah, this helicopter level. It's mostly your the whole track is outlined in like a garden. Yeah, but it's all jagged, so you can hit these fucking ferns. It's not even like smooth. Like it's not smooth. Like you're like you're saying it's jagged. It's like squared off, so you can actually yeah. get stuck in the corners by accident. And the the helicopter is one of the ones that like turns with no problem. Like it turns real real sharp. So like if you turn too soon and you hit one of those corners, it's kind of kind of a bitch to get out game of game over restart yeah yeah th there's not a lot to this one like there is a water hose that's spraying up some kind of like there's water spraying up at one spot but uh, this one's pretty pretty plain and basic yep next one's not pretty plain or basic it's the tanks yes. driving around the bedroom blowing the fuck out of each other this one's fun and frustrating oh yeah if you're in the lead you're gonna get blown up yeah. <laughs> you want to try to stay back in this race Unless you're playing on the same controller with player one, then go for it. <laughs> uh, there's lots of little toys in this one. Uh, there's a wide outline on the ground for the whole entire course. You'll see army men, dice, playing cards, prank bug in a box, little bouncy balls, marbles, some Lego pieces, and the fucking checkerboard. Oh, yeah. Checkerboard will get you. It's a black and white checkerboard, and the pieces are there, and you have to go through it at one point and you have to dodge all the checker pieces and it is a miserable bitch trying to get through that little area yeah it's not fun but the rest of this level is yeah yeah the tanks are fun shooting people is fun it's not fun getting shot at because you kind of have i feel like when your car blows up like in some of the levels you can fall off the table or you can blow up whichever way i feel like it takes so long to reset your character for some reason yeah, it does. We got one last stage, the bonus stage, to talk about. Yes. We got the rough trucks. <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> Which I the hate rough that trucks? name. Yes. The rough trucks. They're, they're monster trucks. It's a, monster truck. it's a micro 
And that was some of my favorite my, micro machines I actually had. The monster trucks were sick. They had like big rubber tires on them. Well, big for micro machines. But yeah, it's a it's a special vehicle you get to play, and you go drive around the backyard. It's pretty much a timed event. You don't want to fuck up. It's a bonus stage. You have to drive very slowly uh, because there's like little rocks going through like the mud areas or the water areas. Uh, there's bridges, and every time you fall off the the track, the the rocks, I should say. Um, you have to reset at the beginning of that little area. And, uh, yeah, they're very hard to complete. <laughs> they're not yeah, easy. Yeah, it's more of a skill-based thing. And the trucks aren't necessarily too slow, so it's like, ah, shit. And you have to be on a very narrow path as well. Yeah, uh, I actually used a save state and tried to do this, like, on the first one. I tried to do it, like, 30 times in a row <laughs> before I was like, you know what? I don't need the monster truck. No, you don't need these points. Yeah, I don't need these points. What good is it for? But, uh, yeah, they're very hard. They're not easy. You gotta get good, kid. That's all I can say about that. Not an easy task to do. No, not at all. Not for me, anyways. For This is my first time playing, so I really had a, a difficult time. I've been playing this for years, and it's still... Still have, still have trouble with it? <laughs> still a little challenging. <laughs> uh, and then when you beat the game, it just puts up your character inside of a trophy, and it says, you're the champion. Congratulations. But uh, we, f we did forget one thing. When you complete the levels, it's got like the carrying case, the Micro Machines carrying case, and it gives you a car for each race, and it fills, yeah. fills up your little carrying case. So that's kind of cool. Well, that's before you start the race. It will, it will flash a car to let you know what's coming up. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of neat. You get like basically a little car trophy for winning the race. Unfortunately, you don't like get a good picture of what it is it's just already in the little case so yeah it is what it is now goobs let's talk about the music in this game <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> tell us about it buddy starts off promising yeah i suppose the little jingle you have when the game first starts up yeah one of the only things that you'll hear in this game yeah and then the race starts right and all you hear is because <laughs> you bumped into something. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're going to hear. Yeah. And if you're by yourself, you'll hear just your engine. But if you get close to someone else, you hear their engines too. Isn't that fucking beautiful, folks? If you're going to play this game, put some other fucking music on or a podcast or something in the background. Because it pisses me off. The, the sound effects in this are very unnecessary anyway. It's not like you're going to... You, it's not like you need sound cues like, oh, I hear someone getting closer to me, so I need to do something. It's, sound cues are, are pointless in this. Like you said, I would uh, suggest listening to some cake or Nickelback, whatever you decide. No, don't listen to either of those. <laughs> no, hey, cake oh, is cake good. Is fine. Cake is good. I was making a joke about the second one. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a little jingle at the beginning of the game uh and like when you're doing the character select or you know you're selecting the style you're selecting the mode that you're gonna play and everything but other than that i don't really think there's too many sound there's too many music no it's you falling off the ledge you bumping into cars when you fall off the ledge there, there is a little poof noise i think it's funny yeah the sound is uh not good in this at all no but what do you think of the graphics that's typical 16-bit top-down racer. Uh, you know what, though? I give this one some credit. Uh, now, I didn't I didn't play the NES version, 
but I know that this one is like a big step up from the NES version. Uh, and I thought this one was really cute. Like all the all the cars are fine because they're small or whatever, but like the environments are great. Uh, besides the garden, I think the garden was the most boring one. Yeah. But I get why it was there because it gave you a different kind of car. But you can tell the different uh, areas. You can tell the different themes. Yeah, and all the all the items. You're that... on Daddy's workbench. You can tell Daddy's working there. <laughs> oh, Daddy's been there for sure. <laughs> He's been there a lot. But yeah, there's a lot of fun, interesting stuff to look at as you're flying around these courses from an overhead view. You know, so I I give it some credit on graphics. Again, there's only eight different environments and. So you're going to repeat and go back to them, but there might be something else you'll catch that'll catch your eye as you're, you know, flying around the corners. So I, I like the graphics. The graphics were cute. That's that's as, as good as I can say is they were <laughs> cute. I, I still enjoy them. I liked them back then and I still enjoy them now. You can tell a car is a car. What about the controls, Goobs? Oh, nothing beats the two player. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I'm just talking about okay, your single uh, the player. controls. <laughs> depends on the vehicle you're using as well. I wish the turns were a little tighter. Because sometimes you, you hit that button just a little bit, and you're fucking flying all over the goddamn place, man. And you're trying to use that non-existent brake there. You get used to it, though, after a while. You you do. It's it's a little bit of a learning curve, but you, you can time your turns and stuff. You can get used to it. You can get good. Yeah. I noticed I kept having to just use the accelerator button. Like, I would just tap it for a second and then let go. Tap and let go. Tap and let go. Yeah, I was using that strategy for some of the races myself. Because it's easier than, like you said, trying to use the brake. Because it's like, I don't even know if this brake button's working. So I would just tap, tap, tap and kind of give it a little gas, let go. Give it a little gas, let go. The controls are real drifty. Like, for every car, except the helicopter. The helicopter is the only one that turns super tight, like I was talking about earlier. But man, all the cars just slide all over the fucking place. And when you hit a oh, especially the one in the desert or the sandbox. Yeah, when you hit those bumps, you really start sliding all over the place. It, and there's it, rocks everywhere on that level too. Uh, so if you fly off the beaten path, you're you're getting stuck. Yeah. Or there's like little bridges you gotta jump, like um, popsicle stick bridges you gotta jump over. Yes. And if, if you don't know they're coming, you don't hit them straight on. You're you're going in the drink. Yeah. Or if you don't hit them fast enough either. Yeah, it's and that's the same with the book jumps on the table level. Oh, yeah, if you don't hit that full speed, you're going down. Right. Yeah, you're just gonna fall. And then again, the set micro machine go down the hole. <laughs> uh, controls, I they could have used some work. I, I I did read that the Sega controls were much different. Maybe we played the wrong version. Who knows? But well, it's one nanny froggy head. Oh, speaking of nanny froggies, I can go grab my cartridge and show you. I actually have this physical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see the the nanny froggy original. I was going to look at how, how much it's worth recently, but I'm not allowed to do so. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll show you, and we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've got a few micro machines right here. I, I guess I could show him kind of like, you know, what I used to play with as, as a kid. Let's see. Let me grab them right here, and here it is. Uh it's it's weird because this one's got like it's blue and, and it looks like it's got a small little driver in it. I know some of them had these little driver figures that you could put in them. Let's see if I can let's see if it, the wheels aren't moving. Let me roll it on my hand and see. Ooh. Sounds like one of those ones that you like you wind up and then 
Let me try it again. Maybe it, maybe it is one of those wind-up ones. <laughs> That's weird. I didn't think they made micro machines like this. Let's. All right, I'm gonna wind it up and set it on the desk and see what it does. Can it move? It's moving around. Whoa, it's still making the noise. What? That's. Ooh, it's me, idiot. Oh, oh, oh God damn it, Goops Genie. What happened to my childhood micro machines? I was it all along. Ooh. All the places we have been together. Man. Is that the only thing micro you own? Ooh. Hey, listen. You need to stop spying on me. Spying on you in you? Ooh. I did those special dances for my micro machines, not for you. That's it, that's not the point. Uh, hey, Goops Genie, uh, I played this micro machines uh, Super Nintendo game. Is you happen to have any cheats for it? Ooh, it's a special uh, special today for you, Toby. Two for one. Ooh. Two for one, all right. So the first cheat. Ooh. The automatically qualify. After you qualify, hold up, select, and B. After the qualify, it doesn't matter if you qualify. Ooh, puts you through. Oh, very cool. So you can just kind of skip through the races, huh? Oh, you sure can. Ooh, go for that high score. Nice. Well, what else is there? To get an extra life. Ooh, when you fall over the edge. Ooh, that's not good. No. Pause and unpause the game right away. Ooh, get a life. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I forgot to mention that there's there's lives in this, so if you can only lose a race so many times before it boots you back to the beginning. Huh, yeah, that'll work. Those are some pretty good ones. You know, you've been letting me down here lately and, and not giving me much. Ooh, I also got a secret menu for you, Toby. Ooh. <laughs> No, I, I don't need any more secrets. Like those, those two were good. You're, 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 you're doing a good job, but like the other two were good. I don't, I don't need any more. You sure you don't want to see my secret menu? Ooh. I definitely don't want to see your secret. Let's go, micro genie balls. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. Enough. That, that's you crossed the micro. Ooh, they pulled my kilt. Nope. Nope. All right. G be gone. Go. I'm gonna Ooh, back in the car mode. Back it up into Dobby's garage. Beep, beep, ooh. Oh, God. I can't. I'm, I'm so sick of that guy. Just fucking sick of him. He always has to make things just raunchy and dirty and like it was going so well and then he just had to fuck it all up. Uh, that's what people like, Toby. That's why I'm here. Oh, oh, hey, Goobs. Uh, We're going to have to go to therapy one day. Did, did you get that cart? How about some fun facts? Yeah, yeah, we can do fun facts. Uh, you want to hear some fun facts? It's time for Fun Facts with Toby. Ping! Okie dokie, goobs. It's time for the game show. Okie dokie, Toby. Okie dokie. Are you ready to play? How much is this game? This game show where goobs... That's me. He's going to try to guess the price of this game. He's got the $5 window. Shows tall hands. Where he can be within $5 of the price that he guesses. Goops, are you ready? I am as ready as I'll ever be. Good luck. According to the Game My app, how much... Not a sponsor. <laughs> how much is a loose... Price currently going for the Super Nintendo. That is a loosey goosey cartridge. Super Nintendo. Uh, let's go 27. 
27. That's that's your answer? Yep. Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you positive? I'm positive. This is your last chance to change your score. I'm not changing it. Okay, well, you were close. This game currently goes for $42. Hey. Sometimes you'll say that and fuck me over, so I've learned not to do anything that you tell me to do. <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Closed in box. That means you get the box. You get the cardboard box, the manual, and the game cartridge. How much do you think it goes for? Let's go for 67. Let's ramp it up 40 bucks. 67. You're positive. Yes, get on with it, Toby. <laughs> well, you were pretty close. It goes for $125. Oh, shit. Double. Okay, just for shits and giggles, let's do the Sega version as well. How much do you think the Sega Genesis version goes for Lucy Goosey? Just the cartridge. Uh... Well, I guess I'll have to go with. I think it's gonna be cheaper than Super Nintendo for some reason. Okay. I'm go fifteen bucks. Fifteen. Well, with the five dollar window, you actually got this one. It's nineteen dollars. Hell yeah. What about closed in box? That means you get that nice clamshell case. Actually, I don't know if this one's clamshell, but anyways, you get the you get the box, you get the manual, you get the cartridge. I don't even remember seeing this on the shelf, so. Well, there's a reason. It, it's not gonna look like your typical Sega Genesis game. Oh yes, it's one of those games. Yeah. Ah, thirty-two dollars. Thirty-two. Actually, you were pretty close on that one. It's going for forty-two dollars. Oh, ten bucks off. Yeah, ten bucks. Ten buck two. Now, the most expensive version is a closed-in-box Game Gear version. So, it's going for $141 right now. Holy shit. Yeah. And and loose, it's it's $51. So, it still looks like it's the most expensive version <laughs> is the Game Gear. I'd buy that for a dollar. All right. Moving on to some fun facts. With you, Toby. With me. I kind of went all over the place with this one because uh, there was some interesting stuff, not particularly about this game, but everything involving this game. So in 1990, the founders of Codemaster were at a consumer electronics show in Las Vegas, and they were really impressed with the Super Nintendo and how popular it was at the time. They wanted to make a game for the console, but they couldn't get the license from Nintendo. So Codemasters was founded by the British brothers David and Richard Darling in 1986. Codemasters did a lot of games for like the Amiga, the Amstrad CPC, the ZX Spectrum, and Atari ST. Their first game was called Super Robin Hood and was a platformer that was released in 1986. This game did get an NES uh, release in 1993 on one of those 4-in-1 Quattro Adventure cartridges. They release all the unlicensed games. I had a few of those growing up. Yeah. So they created a prototype called California Buggy Boys. And this was also a top-down view racing game. Uh, and I guess it had like a sand dune kind of level. The split screen was really hard to pull off on the NES hardware at the time. So the two-player mode would have you share a single screen. Kind of like the two-player mode of, of this one where if you got further ahead, you'd have to move your character up. So that's what the gameplay was going to be, was basically the point system thing, where when you outran them, 
you got a point. Now, Codemaster was able to obtain a licensing deal with Galoob for the Micro Machines toys, and they used that California Buggy Boys as their base to create this game. Makes sense. To, which is funny to me that Codemasters got the licensing deal from Galoob, but didn't get a official license from NES. So what they did was they reverse engineered the NES hardware because they weren't able to submit the game to like some kind of quality assurance thing. There is a major bug that would crash the game. This bug, you ask? But you didn't. What bug, Toby? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you went in reverse on the first track, it would just fucking... <laughs> It would just crash the game. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, again, Codemasters are the ones that made Game Genie eventually, right? They used. I never use those. <laughs> so, some of the ROM chips that they had already created that had this bug to fix this, they basically installed a mini Game Genie on the cartridge to correct this problem. So, if you take that cartridge apart, there might be some kind of little add-on chipset. thought that was no. kind of interesting. It was very interesting. Now, Nintendo ended up suing Galoob over the sale of the game, and the court ruled in Galoob's favor, but they ha also had legal issues when trying to port it to the Sega because, again, lack of licenses. And what I was saying earlier, the Mega Drive version had more of a on-rail feeling, apparently. So, like, it was more like you were on a rail somehow. Not flying over the goddamn level? Right. Now, there was a Master System version that was released exclusively in Europe. Now, this was the weird thing that I couldn't really find. There is Sega Genesis versions, but I don't know how plentiful they are. Like, it seems like this game was uh, much more popular on the uh, Mega Drive than on the Genesis. Like, I don't know why. Like, the majority of the versions I kept finding would, would say Mega Drive when you looked up the Sega version. So, I don't know what that's all about. There were several different versions of the NES cartridge. There was the gold cartridge that we yeah. all know and love. I had that. That's the one I remember seeing as a kid. I never played it, but I remember seeing it all the time. And it has like the little uh, the switcher on the back. Yes. Now, in PAL regions, the cartridge was black, and they, they both actually had that switch. There was also a version in Europe where you plug this cart into a normal NES cartridge to help bypass the lockout chip. And it was also a part of the Aladdin Deck Enhancer, which also had games like Big Nose Freaks Out, Dizzy the Adventurer, The Fantastic Adventures of Dizzy, Linus Spacehead's Cosmic Crusade, Micro Machines, of course, the Quattro Adventures that I'd already mentioned, which that had Boomerang Kid, Super Robin Hood, Treasure Island Dizzy, and Linus Spacehead. And there was also a Quattro Sports, which had Baseball Pro, Soccer Simulator, Pro Tennis, and BMX Simulator. I think we've talked about those uh, Aladdin games before. Yep. Very interesting little uh, things, though. Yes. I actually almost bought them all for my collection one time, and I was like, eh, I don't need these, really. Oh, someone was selling a whole set of them? Yeah, yeah. In box and everything for like, oh, shit. For like 200 bucks, and I was like, eh, I don't really need these. Well, one day we might review them all. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do an Aladdin month. The only Aladdin I want to play is fucking the one with the genie in it. <laughs> the Disney. What's your, you have a connection with genies? No, I just never played a game with a genie before. Okay. There are many sequels for the Micro Machines games, but they're not 
sequels, but they are. There's Micro Machines 2 Turbo Tournament. Uh, that was released in 1994. Micro Machines for PS2, Xbox, which the Xbox didn't get released in North America for some reason, and there's a Game Boy Advance. And I think they call that one V3. There was supposed to be a GameCube version in 2003, but I don't know what happened to that. There was also a Micro Machines version for V4, and then there were a few phone games, apparently, along with a modern Micro Machine World series that was released in 2017 for PS4 and Xbox One. Oh, I might have to look into those. Between the Sega Genesis version and Super Nintendo version, the only real difference I found between these two games was during the menus and the character select and the title screen. The Super Nintendo version has a blue background, and the Sega version has a black background. Now, I didn't play the two, but one is supposed to be have like a more on-the-rails, like I said earlier, kind of feel to it. Now, because we're never going to get to talk about Micro Machines again, more than likely, uh, I got some Micro Machines fun facts. Uh, they were originally released in 1987 by Funmaker, which they later changed their name to Fun City USA. They made toys, basically they made toys for large distributors like Galoob, so that's how Galoob ended up getting them. Other lines that this uh, Fun City USA helped create were Nerf, Spiderball, Bug Out, Bungee Pool, Grabanana. What? I don't know, it's called Grabanana. Grabanana? Grabanana. The fuck is that? I don't know any of these things besides Nerf so far. I think I know Spiderball, and I think I know Bug Out. There was also uh, Forever Friends Clips and Tails, Tornado Maker, Lightning Lab, and a bunch of other ones that I didn't recognize. But they were very proud on their website about all these. <laughs> <laughs> the Micro Machines were in scale to around 148ths to 160ths of an actual size of a vehicle. Yeah, because they had the 148 on the package. Yeah. So they, they well, depending on, like, you know, if it was a monster truck or, you know, whatever. I'm Yeah. Sure, so... They made cars, trucks, trains, emergency—you were close. Emergency vehicles, tanks, boats, airplanes, helicopters, motorcycles, and monster trucks. While making licensed vehicles for Star Trek, Star Wars, James Bond, X Men, Men in Black, Indiana Jones, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, so much more, like licensed vehicles. The packaging for uh, Mega Machines is iconic as hell. A nice big uh, card back with a little uh, blister in front with the cars all lined up. Yeah. Sometimes have like mirror like on the bottom so you can see underneath the cars for whatever reason. Right. Now, did you know that Hot Wheels uh, actually had their micro cars out before micro machines were made? Oh, they pulled up their micros before the other guys? Uh, that's that. I was very shocked by this. Hot Wheels had a line called Skeeters. <laughs> and they were just skeet skeet motherfucker <laughs> they were just little bitty like cars yeah little skeeters just a little skeet <laughs> from what i understood they had some kind of like bubble on them or some kind of case that they could be put in where they had a magnifying glass at the top of it so you could like see them better which i think i read somewhere that micro machine started doing that too later so micro machine more or less copied Hot Wheels. Oh, shit. I think. That's what it sounds like. I could have gotten my details wrong on this. Uh, but for three to four years, Micro Machine was the largest selling toy car company in the United States. Well, don't you mean smallest? Well, smallest, but largest, yes. <laughs> uh, they had more sales than Hot Wheels, Matchbox, and a brand I don't really know, Majorette? 
I guess that's another car toy company, but all three of those combined, Micro Machines was making more than all three for three to four years. Thought that, Damn. That, thought that was pretty badass. Oh, because they were so cool. They were like, they're highly detailed and shit too, right? Yeah. And you can have a whole bunch of them in a small, like pretty much four of them were the size of a Hot Wheel. So here's what I think. I think Micro Machine basically blew out the competition because of their advertising campaign. In the 1980s, they had the fast talker, John Machetta, I don't know how to say his last name, Jr. This guy was in the Guinness World Record books for being the fastest talker in 1966, when he was 12. Yeah, that's insane. And we all remember the commercial of him just like in a van, and we'll play a little bit of it here for you right now. This is the Micro Machine Man, presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machine. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible Micro Machine pocket place that says a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. And there are many miniature places to play with, and each one comes with its own special edition Micro Machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features that miraculously move. Raise the bolt lift at the airport marina, man the gun turret at the army base, clean your car at the car wash, raise the toll bridge, and these play sets fit together to form a Micro Machine world. Micro Machine pocket place sets so tremendously tiny, so perfectly precise, so dazzlingly detailed, you'll want to pocket them all. Micro Machines are Micro Machine pocket place sets sold separately from the smaller they are, the better they are. So that's uh, that's one of his commercials. He also did, uh, <laughs> I'm going to play this too. He uh, did Michael Jackson's Bad, <laughs> the whole song in like 20 seconds for a news broadcast. I'm going to play that right here. I'll give it up to the, the first chorus there. Okay. Your butt is mine, gonna tell you right. You show, show your face in the broad daylight. I'm telling you how I feel, gonna hurt your mind. Don't shoot to kill, come on, come on, lay it on me, all right. I'm giving you one on a cat of three to show you stuff, or let it be. I'm telling you, just watch your mouth. I know you game, what about you? Well, I say this guy's a limited to me, that's really true. But my friend, you see nothing, just wait till I get through because I'm bad, bad. Come on, come on. Bad, bad, really, really bad. You know I'm bad, I'm bad, you know it, you know. Bad, bad, really, really bad. You know I'm bad, I'm bad. Come on, come on, you know it. Bad, bad, really, really bad. And the whole world does the answer just right. Just tell, just tell you once again, who's bad? Close, very sloppy, but close. Oh, not, that wasn't bad, actually. That wasn't bad. Bad. Who's bad? I'm not bad. Am I bad? Shit, no, that's a speed run. <laughs> uh, now he did a a lot of things. Like he wasn't just the micro machine guy. Like he he did a bunch of stuff. His first big break was in a, a Federal Express. You know, now it's FedEx, but it was Federal Express back then commercial. And apparently, like that's the biggest. I guess, like in the the commercial world. Like, that was the most successful commercial campaign ever, or something like that. I can't oh, remember wow. exactly what they were saying, but yeah, they, it was because of film, basically. In 1986, he was the voice of Blur in the Transformers movie and the uh, the TV show. Oh, so he's all throughout childhood. Yes, he, he did a, a couple things on, like, Pinky and the Brain. He I mean, he he's had a couple of uh, character roles. He he played the one of the characters on Saved by the Bell, but yeah... Starting in 1987, he did over 125 commercials for Micro Machines. Holy fuck. Yeah. After all the success of the toy cars, Micro Machines started doing more gimmick-style vehicles. This is where you would have probably got your little army uh, set. Yep. Because they started doing those kind of sets, robot type of transformers. They weren't transformers, but they were cars that transformed into robots. They had deluxe vehicles where the doors would actually open. Uh, they had all the toy play sets that we were kind of talking about earlier. They had color-changing cars, launchers, smash-ups, uh, or smash-ups. And then they had, they, they started a line called Macro Machines, which were the same size as Hot Wheels. <laughs> so they just went reverse and said, these are Macro. <laughs> uh, and, and then also just a ton of other gimmicky stuff. So, there was a mimic company that made micro-machine-style cars. 
Like, yeah, I had some of those. They were the same type of like boxes and displays, and they they had license to Batman, Transformers, Beast Wars, Goosebumps, Jurassic Park, Harley Davidson, GI Joe, Tonka trucks, and more. And they were called Microverse. I remember those. And yeah, you you would get it confused easily for just being like a another brand of micro machine. Especially if you if you love Batman or Transformers, right? Like I'm gonna take those too. Right, and it's funny because. If my information's right and Micro Machines kind of copied Hot Wheels, this is a copy of a copy. <laughs> so really, they can't be mad, right? No, they can't. It's just small things ripping off small things. In 1998, Galoob was purchased by Hasbro, and they kept the line alive uh, kind of every once in a while. But they don't use the Micro Machines name regularly. In 1999, they had like a Star Wars Episode One release, and then again in like 2015, they had a Micro Machine Star Wars come out for Episode Seven, kind of like a you know a throwback series. And they released a bunch of stuff that didn't get released throughout the other episodes and stuff. And really, not much has been done with the license of Micro Machines since, besides the one game for PS4 and Xbox One. No, they are they're recently releasing Micro Machines. Oh, they, again, they are. Oh, yes. Oh, very cool. So it, it just doesn't seem like it's a regular thing that they have on shelves, you know, all this time. You know, it seems like they... No, it's uh, it's coming back recently. Cool. Uh, and also, just one last fun fact. Micro Machines were featured in the 1990 Christmas classic Home Alone, starring Macaulay Culkin. Because, you know, they slip on the Micro Machines. Yeah, they get fucked up. That's the end of Fun Facts. Well, there's only one thing to do now, Toby. What's that? It's time to motherfucking rage. Oh, come on! Ah! Rage. This is the Rage Meter. We're going to take a 1 to 10 on how pissed off this game made us. How pissed off, Goobs? So pissed off we're going to have a bath and accidentally slip on the anal tube, which is in this game. (laughs) It's going to go deep. And those cars are still coming up from the Rage Meter before as well. So you're going to be backlogged here. It's going to be like the, the highway shut down for days, folks. <laughs> All right, Goobs, you get the privilege and pleasure of going first. How pissed off did this game make you? Okay. Fear, the first few levels, not so much, Toby. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I remember them from my childhood. I knew what turns are coming and all that. Afterwards, though, when you started getting deep in the shit in this game, because maybe I only played the first few levels, or like did the challenges with my cousins or whatnot. But those uh, those maps will come and get you. I wish there was a map, so you can see in the top of right of the screen or something to show you when the turns are coming, because you really don't know. Yeah. And the screen's so small and kind of zoomed in on you, you're. If you don't have it memorized after dying a couple times, you're, you're flying off the fucking map. And then if you got some dickhead behind you pushing you off the map or blowing you up, that doesn't make it any better. And then you will get sniped as you're about to finish the race, too. You can be first the whole fucking time. You'll make one wide turn, hit a rock. You see the other three bastards fucking fly past you, smiling at you, because they're all devious assholes. <laughs> Every single one of them in this fucking game. Yes, that's what we found and out. And then, uh, then you, you know what? You're dead. Game over. You got you got to race again, and again, and again. Like it would take me a couple times to learn the track. Sometimes I'd learn it on the first time. Sometimes I'd learn it on the fucking tenth time. 
and I'm just sitting there like repeating what obstacles I'm going around just so I know it's coming. So I know when to break or not break, to let go of gas pretty much. <laughs> right. And then when to turn in time. So I just don't fly off the map and or explode into something. Fair. The fucking music. <laughs> I wish there was something besides bang. <laughs> Go ahead and Buddy. keep talking. I'll just keep making that noise. I'm going to fucking reach through this fucking headphones and grab you or this <laughs> microphone. It's so annoying. It, you have to listen to something else. Yeah. I'm sure I'll say that again later because oh, it's just so bad. It's so bad. Put something there. Like, did they waste all their time on little doodads and do de- hickeys all over the fucking floor? I know I sound like an adult there, but... <laughs> <laughs> But there's so much detail on the levels here. They couldn't put fucking... They couldn't make eight songs. I don't care if it's the same eight songs per track. Like, per stage, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can have a Daddy's Garage song. It's just like... (laughs) Or you can have, like, a desert song. Like, just have something. Yeah, I agree. Classroom, you have like fucking nursery rhymes going. Give me fucking wheels on the bus. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Something, please, for the love of fucking God. Music is needed in this game in order to make it much more fun than it is. Yeah. Uh, we didn't play with it here, but the the, the two to four player controllers fucking blow. <laughs> yes. Pretty much doing a prayer dance with your fucking cousins. Holding each other's hands while you're playing fucking games, sweating all over the fucking remote together. <laughs> the talk about Blood Brothers is fucking one thing. Well, what about Sweat Cousins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Family to the day I die, man. We got sweat on each other's hands. And who else? What other fucking parts of their body? Sitting so goddamn fucking close. <laughs> you gotta imagine a Super Nintendo controller split between two fucking people. Yeah, that's miserable. That doesn't. I want to do that as an adult. Like, have people over for a party or something. Hey, man, you guys want to have a retro night? Yeah, sure. We're playing Micro Machines. Odd couples. So, <laughs> men play with men and the woman play with women? Just think of us being uh, thick gentlemen trying to share. Oh, me and you both playing these with our fucking sausage fingers slapping <laughs> buttons all over? It's going to get moist fast. Damn right it will. Fuck, man. All that said, <laughs> I'll try to leave some meat on the bone for you, my friend. All that said, I've had a good good hearty seven of rage on here. My plate of rage is full of sevens. Okay, that's that's fair. Uh, so drifting is ridiculous in these in some of these cars. Don't you just be sliding out of control? Sliding fucking out of way out of control. Fuck the sandbox level and the monster truck level. I could not do the. I mean, I, I swear to you, I tried like 30 fucking times in a row, and that just wasn't happening. The super glue and the little orange driplets and the milk spills, all those little fucking slowdowns are cheap as fuck. And then we didn't talk about it, but some of the levels like bottleneck real tight to where you can barely fit one car in there. So if you've got a car next to you, they're either going to fuck you up and make, make you wreck into the little bottlenecked area, or you, they're going to wreck. And nine times out of ten, the computer's better than you, and you wreck while they keep going. Missing a jump will piss you off to the furthest extremes, just because if you like try to slow down for a turn, but then you have a jump immediately after, 
you're gonna miss it because you just don't have the speed to to, to hit it. <sighs> the reset, like when you fall off the table or get blown up or by the spiky cars or the tanks, is so fucking miserable and long. It is terrible. It takes so long, and everyone like passes you by almost a fucking half of uh, the track. Yeah, it's uh, devastating when that happens. Yeah. You know, I get sick of having to go and change the fucking racers. I don't care who's in the race. Like, I didn't realize that there was, like, anyone that was, uh, anyone had different stats or anything. Well, it tells you right above their name. See, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Spider says ace, so he's really good. But it just would, it was irritating because it's like, well, fucking one way or another, I'm going to have to race all these fuckers. Just pick it for me. So I, I got frustrated at that. The races are fun, but they do repeat a little too much. I, I think maybe my complaint with that is, is that the game is a little long. What I say, like 20 something races, it's just. Yeah, they could cut that down. They could have cut that down. It was just frustrating. Like, I'm still not fucking finished. The races are. The levels just change up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, to add to my rage, the noise, the music, no, the lack of music, and uh, the head-to-head mode was just... I, I appreciate that it was there, but it was just annoying. I didn't like it. The stop and go... It is fun if you have two, like if you have people that know how to play. And you're battling like for a whole race, it's super fun. I could see that, but yeah, it just... It was annoying. It just the constant stop and go, stop and go. If yeah, I don't know. I'm giving it a seven. I, I, I still had a lot hey, of fun. Was some, was some seven boys here. Seven boys. I think that's a fair, fair uh, rage meter. Um, now let's uh, let's race over to the rating. Yeah, let's hit that non-assistant break and slow our roll. <laughs> We're gonna give a one to ten on overall what we think of this game. One being it's a terrible game. Ten being it's the best game we've ever played in our whole friggin' lives. Goobs, I'm gonna go first real quick. I got a real quick and easy review on this one. I like the gameplay. I really like the graphics. I feel like they hold up. I think it's cute, as I keep saying. The music's non-existent, so that kind of hurts it in points. There's no story at all, but, I mean, not many racing games really do have a story. But I still think they could have done something since this was, like, kids' toys and imaginations. Because they have all these characters, but there's not... I mean, the thing that you read... Hey, at least they make characters. It could have just been cars, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bitty bit of personality. I wish there would have been just a little more. Um, I disliked a few things, that head-to-head mode. Um picking the people you have to race no real ending the game's a little long but overall i liked all the racing i if i could take one out i'd say take the helicopter garden level out uh but yeah the game overall i had a good time and i'm not like a big racing uh video game guy so i really dug this one i'm gonna give it a seven I'm happy you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, no, this was very one of the few times that we picked a game from our childhoods that the actual person, the other person actually likes. Yeah. Yeah, I I just, the music was a big downer. Like, okay, I can, if you don't have a story for a racing game, I can kind of be like, okay, I get it. But when you don't have any kind of like racing music or anything. Yeah, you don't have that, that fucking, like the rock music, the energy music, you know? Yeah. 
Like, like rock and roll racing, they fucking did a great job on that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, and you know, I I didn't like the isometric view in rock and roll racing. And there was a lot of confusing parts, like, where you would have to turn. Now, that one did have a map, but you would still get lost because it would be like, oh, this looks like a turn. This one, I felt like, was much more straightforward. Like, it had the whole track lined out for you. It would have been nice for a map, but eh, overall, I still think it's... it's. I like this game better than Rock and Roll Racing, by far. So, yeah. What are you giving it? Well, I agree with uh, most of the stuff you said, Toby. This game is, uh, it's fun. It was fun to play with just another person. It gets a little muddy when you're playing with four people, yeah, <laughs> especially with those so. fucking controllers. I've already discussed about Cousin Sweat. <laughs> it's thicker than blood. Gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it's not as thick as Daddy's Workbench love, though. <laughs> oh, gross. I love the theming in this game. Yeah. It's just like you grab these toys and you're playing around your living room. The workbench, this classroom, because you can bring these toys with you absolutely everywhere. And they really express that well in this game. The theming is top fucking notch. I wish there were songs to go with the theming, but you can't go back in time and fucking change that. Uh, lack of story doesn't really bug me. It's a racing game. I love top-down racers, like RC Pro-Am, shit like this. Not RC Pro-Am. I just love... uh top-down racers in general yeah and this is one of the greats for me and uh, i played it all the time every saturday at my my fucking nanny froggy's house so it's an eight for me man it's a it's a pretty solid game if you can get rid of the music put it on some like 90s like nostalgia hits while you're playing this that's what i was doing i put it on like a uh, old like club music or fucking rock from the 90s just put a whole 90s mix on play some like micro machines sit down with some friends Four of them, if you're really close to each other, you can play some uh, naked micro machines. Uh, naked? Oh no, you can play uh, like you like strip poker, but every time you lose, you lose uh, some clothing. <laughs> See, I, I was gonna say uh, maybe you could find a playlist of the world's fastest talker just doing all the songs from the nineties <laughs> and just listen to him like sing them really, really quick. It's only gonna last five minutes, Toby. <laughs> uh, what did you say your score was? I'm sorry. I give it an 8. So between your 8 my 7, we're giving this a 7.5. It's a very passable. Very passable game. Yeah, if you see it, pick it up, play it, have fun. Yeah. It's not the greatest, but it's much better than uh, most overhead racing games I would I would be willing to bet. So, yeah. Now, now go play some strip racing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Show your micro. Finish him. Well... We made it to the end of this race, Goobs. Yes, we did. We always finish first. <laughs> well, uh, before we completely finish on Daddy's Workbench, um, let's go ahead and shout out our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was the worst lead into the people we love so much <laughs> and the people that help uh, sponsor us and keep us fucking going, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, you can go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia <laughs> and become a supporter of the show for just as low as $1. We have a bunch of extra content that we put up, uh, a lot of getting headlines here race- recently. Recently? Because <laughs> it's a racing game, I guess? I don't know. That was my Texas accent coming out. I don't know. <laughs> Sound like something else was going to be said. <laughs> recently. Um, 
anyway, uh, we got the getting headlines, we got pocket reviews, we got press start to continues where we just kind of BS for a little while if you want to get to know us. Lots of fun stuff on the Patreon for as low as $1, like I said. Goops, you come up with a theme every episode. What is yes. this theme? Well, like, Mega Machines came out in the 80s, but I remember them mostly in the 90s. And uh, so let's go with 90s lunch snacks. Ooh. <laughs> I might have done this before, but we're going to do it again. Hey, and let me tell you right now, all of our patrons, they're snacks. Oh, yeah, they're a big bunch of snacks. No, I wouldn't say they're snacks. They're full courses. Ooh. <laughs> That's a meal. All right. Well, to kick us off, we have Jason David Frank. Oh, he's a gusher. <laughs> uh, next, we got Gilmy Talks. Kool-Aid Bursts. Ooh, I remember those. Wolfman. Go-Gurt. Mm. On the go. Gurt. Obreon. Obreon's cheese balls. <laughs> Hero to millions. He's a lunchable. <laughs> uh, one of the pizza lunchables? Like pepperoni? You can pick whatever one you want. <laughs> uh, what about Paprika? Shark Bite. What about The Berg? The 3D Doritos. Holy shit, I haven't thought of those in a while. Level 1 noob. Butterfinger BBs. Oh, I loved those. Martin Long. String Thing. What about Keith Gasper? Scooby-Doo Fruit Snacks. <laughs> Chris Copeen. Little Hugs Fruit Barrels. <laughs> <laughs> what about Fat Shags? Dunkaroos. Oh, hey. <laughs> that seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Shags. <laughs> I'm in, uh, Mass Llama. He's Sunny Delight. Nice. And last but not least, Riku. He's, sp he's Spaghetti O's. <laughs> Uh, those are our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia and support your boys. It helps keep... Support your thick boys. It keeps our micro machines on the track. I don't know if that one worked. I'm really trying hard with these... These, uh... Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't know if that... Babe Ruth did, man. No, no, no. Anyways, um... Goobs... Did you know that you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and we have a Facebook group, but we also have a Twitter and Instagram at Secret Levels Pod. We also have our own personal social medias on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Toby Von Doom. I'm Goobs WN. And uh, what else do we have, Goobs? Oh, we have our motherfucking Discord. The Discord. Come join the Discord. Be part of the family. We talk about video games in there all the time and other pop culture related stuff. Yeah. And uh, come join. We've had a few new people come in recently. It's been great. We play games together. We play games in there together and just have a great time. Come meet the family. Me and Toby are in there a fucking lot. Yeah. You can just chit chat with us in the little. Yeah, you can jump on voice and like we're on voice a lot. So you can just talk to us. And if you want to find out like little insider things or be a part of like. Our Patreon episodes, we do a lot of that shit inside of our Discord. So come join. Be part of the family. It's absolutely free. That's right. Uh, and all you got to do is download the app 
the Discord app, and then there is a link in our show notes in every episode. So just click. If you need help, we will help you guys out. Hell yeah. Yeah. Don't want to force you, but come have some fun. No, Come meet your thick boys. Join. Join. (laughs) Now. What are you waiting for? One of us. (laughs) Become one of us. (laughs) And if you want to support us uh, even further, there's two ways to do so. You can rate us on iTunes and or Spotify. That would be fucking great. Help our thick boys get more thick eyes on us. If you want to support us even further, you can go to tpubble.com slash user slash secret levels to get one of our beautiful t-shirts and put them on one of your beautiful chest. That's right. Every, sh- every I was going to say every shirt, but it's every item because there's there's coffee mugs, there's flags, there's pillows, there's all kinds of goofy stuff that you can uh, get our logos and stuff printed on. Good tapestry. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every Everything you get, we get a small kickback and it goes right back into the show. So we asp- Speaking of a small kickback, you use that tapestry to cover your micro. <laughs> Game over, folks. I hate Secret Levels podcast.